Well, good evening, everybody. Great to see you all this evening in the house of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful to have you with us. It's the middle of summer, and we're having these really wild storms in the afternoon. It's like a mini hurricane, like a little mini one that just like comes in and makes me have lots of garden work. Amen. <laughs> but, but praise God, it's wonderful to be with you on a Saturday night, and I'm so grateful that you came out this evening so that we can worship God together and go deeper into His Word. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. I have been wanting to preach the message I'm going to preach tonight for a very long time. I have been wanting to ooh, talk about this for some time. I need to stay away from that speaker. <clears throat> My message tonight is entitled, Examine Yourself. Examine Yourself. Let's start tonight in Romans chapter number 12, verse number 3. Romans chapter number 12, verse number 3. This is Paul writing to the Romans. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Bible because this just brings it out so beautifully. Just so you know, the Amplified, what they do is they take a lot of the Greek words and add to the text so you can get more of a full understanding of what's going on. That's why it really is beautiful. So he says, for by the grace, unmerited favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you. Everybody look at me for one second. Even Paul understood that grace was unmerited favor, something that was not earned by him. He has been given grace, and so has each and every one of us. Everything that we have, every gift, every talent, every ability, is not ours, but comes from the Father. He says, for by grace, unmerited favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you not to esteem and think of himself more highly than he ought. Not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance, but to rate his ability with sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith appropriated by God to him. Isn't that powerful, guys? The Bible tells us that we should not esteem or think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. We should rather judge ourselves or look at ourselves soberly according to the degree of faith that God has given us. As a pastor over the years, it's amazing how we have these moments, these, these, these times with God where you have these good moments, sometimes you have some difficult moments, you, you see a lot of things, you hear a lot of things. You go through a lot of things. Each and every one of us really do as Christians. Every single one of us has these, have these type of experiences, sort of like the, you know, the ups and downs of life and your walk with God is, is in there. It's, it's part of that ups and downs of life that you have. But over the years, the closer I get to God, the more I have a desire to constantly look and examine my own heart, myself. And, I, and I've taught you the, the deceitfulness of the heart, and this really ties a lot into that, but it's so important that when we look at ourselves that we don't esteem ourselves too highly. I was in a prayer meeting once, and I was watching in the prayer meeting, and I saw somebody walking, walking. And when I saw him walk, I got such a fright. I almost like fell over. Because I could see when he was walking that he thought so much of himself. I was shocked because this person walking was a pastor. Now, I'm not judging the pastor. I actually looked at this, and when I saw it, I was like, why am I seeing this? I couldn't believe the way he was walking. He was walking in a way where you could see he thought so much of himself. I've, I wouldn't tell you who this is. I'm not going to do that. That's not the point. Maybe God was teaching me a lesson. Are you with me? 
But we should never, doesn't matter who we are, doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter what our accomplishments are, ever esteem ourselves too highly. And the Bible teaches us that we need to take a look at ourselves soberly. We should judge ourselves soberly. Let's go in our Bibles together. To Matthew, no, let's not do that. Let's go to, let's go to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28. This comes out of the communion scriptures when he talks about taking communion. And look at what he says. He says, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. I don't talk about this too often, but the word sleep there actually means die. They actually die. I think many times we don't realize that there are situations that are tied to this, where, where we haven't examined ourselves, we haven't judged ourselves, and we get ourselves into trouble. Not only in communion, but most certainly communion's involved in this. Are you with me? We should always look at ourselves and judge ourselves. He goes on and says, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastised by the Lord that we might not be condemned with the world. That's frightening. If you ever, have you ever looked at that? What he's saying, that you could be condemned with the world. So it's important that we examine ourselves, that we judge ourselves, that we, think of, we don't think of ourselves too highly, that we don't esteem ourselves too greatly, but rather that we judge ourselves and look at ourselves, you know, cautiously. Are you with me, guys? As we go on with God, you'll be faced with many situations. And oftentimes, you'll be challenged by others. Someone will come against you, or you'll be attacked, or something will happen. And your immediate response, my immediate response normally is to go after them and talk about how wrong they are. What we don't realize is many times when we have situations come against us, it's a wonderful opportunity to examine yourself. It's an opportunity to have a look what's inside your heart. What's going on on the inside of us? Because very often, the way we respond to circumstances, really all it does is bring what's inside of us to the surface. Well, I only get angry when someone does something bad, but that anger's inside there. So yes, they may be wrong, but how did you react? How did you respond? Are you with me? The Bible says... In Matthew 7, verse number 4. Well, how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And even preaching a sermon like this, you have to be so careful because it looks like I'm trying to teach you something from the point of view of like, well, I know what's right and you, know, you need to learn what's right. No, we all have to do this. Every single one of us. We have to be so cautious that when situations come our way, circumstances, challenges, the, the things that happen in our lives, the good things, the bad things, that we always stop and look at ourselves first. So let's say you're challenged with a situation. And again, as I said earlier, you may actually be right. You may be completely right. Whatever the circumstances are, you might be 100% in the right. But first take a look at what's going on in your heart during these situations. Use every situation as an opportunity to examine your own heart. I've tried to teach some of the guys that I work with you know, when they get up, you know, they, I'll say something, something will happen, they'll get upset, you know, and then when they get upset, the, everything in the heart comes to the surface. Right or wrong, what comes to the surface is what you have to deal with. 
I remember as a young child, I always used to, whenever there was an accusation, many times I would sort of like, you know, there was a suggestion of, of you know, well, you know, who did this? And I would always defend myself and say, not me. Well, why did I do that? The question wasn't, did you do it? The question was, who did it? So there was an issue in my heart that I had to work through. I had to get to that place where I would stop and think about the question properly. Then take a look at my own heart and ask myself the question, is this going on in my heart? Is this going on in me right now? Examine yourself. Take a look and then answer the question. If somebody attacks you or comes against you, why do you need to defend yourself if you did nothing wrong? Why do we need to get so angry, so upset, defend ourselves? Are you with me? In the same breath, having said all of that, it is also so important for us as believers to constantly examine ourselves as we walk with God. Because the scripture that tells us that we should not think of ourselves too highly is so important because as we grow with God, sometimes we begin to think, well, you know, I'm really getting somewhere with the Lord, you know. And we begin to sometimes even... God will bless us and, and give us certain favors, which we can clearly see from Scripture is given to us by grace, and we allow ourselves to become a certain way. That's why it's so important that no matter what you're going through, good or bad, always come back and examine yourself. The Bible says this over and over. Let me show you another Scripture. Are you guys okay? I know this is a little different this evening, but that's okay. I've been waiting to preach the sermon. <laughs> you see, we'll keep on walking with the Lord, but what's going on with us? Are we still hungry for God? Are we still pursuing the Lord? Has our hearts been affected by circumstances and things that happened to us? You see, the way that we are truly with God is so important. Let me show you. Matthew 5, 13 says this. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. What we have to ask ourselves is have we lost our saltiness? as believers, and I'm, as I said earlier, this is something that I need to do constantly. Check my heart. Check to see, am I still walking with God? Well, what do you mean, Pastor Alex? Are you still walking with God? Yes, that's the question. Am I still walking with God? He's always wanting to walk with me, but am I still walking with Him? Have I lost my flavor? Have I lost my saltiness? Has my walk changed? I used to walk humbly before him, but has my walk begun to change? Have I begun to esteem myself a little too highly? Are you with me? So that's why it's so important that we check ourselves. Take a look at this. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13, verse number 5. 2 Corinthians 13, verse number 5. Now, we all know that Paul's writing to a church that was considered very spiritual, the Corinthians. So we know that this is Christians that he's writing to. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. What? Test yourself. Everybody say, test myself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. But I trust that you will know whether we are not disqualified. No, that, that we are not disqualified. It's important for us to always examine ourselves. In every situation, in everything we go through, when we are faced with challenges and as we grow with God, has your motives for serving Him changed? And this is especially important for pastors and for leaders. 
if you have aspirations to become a leader in a church or in ministry or anything like that, and that goes from the lowest levels of leadership all the way up to whatever, what was your initial motive? Lord, I want to serve you with all of my heart. As time goes on, well, you know, Lord, I really think I need to preach to a few more than just like five or six, you know. You know, I think maybe it will be better for me to have like maybe three groups of five. You know, that'll be better. You know, what's happened to your motives? I remember when I planted the church, true story, I would be preaching to like a little group of like 12. But many years ago, I was preaching to six in you groups, week after week, in cell groups, week after week, I would be in you groups, cell groups ministering, and I loved every moment of it. But as a young man, I began to think, you know, I really should, I really think I should get a bit of a promotion now, you know. You know, I'm like, I'm like really anointed. Pastor Harold, you know, can't you see? Haven't you heard that in my cell groups, the demons manifest? Haven't you heard, Pastor Harold, you know, we, I just walked in the room in the cell group and things began to happen. Didn't you know, Pastor Harold, I think it's time I got a little promotion. I began to think a little bit too highly of myself. Not remembering that the gift is by grace and has nothing to do with you. Now, my story is different to everybody's. But I went through a very long time of absolute wilderness experience. Some of you know my story. Years, I came to America. I wasn't in the ministry anymore. No one kicked me out. God sorted me out. I went into the, I literally walked into the wilderness and thought, well, you know, ministry one day. And I went, my heart was being totally changed and transformed. And I got to the place finally where I said to God, Lord, I don't even care about ministry ever again. I'm not, I don't even, I'm, I just want your presence, Lord. I just want to, to go back to what it was like in the beginning when I'd walk into my prayer room and begin to pray and your presence filled the room, God. It was so awesome. The first time anything ever happened when I prayed for someone was by mistake. I didn't plan it. It just happened. I went to the prayer meeting. I'd had such an encounter with God. The, the, the youth leader had me carry the oil. Start by carrying oil. It's a good thing. I was carrying oil. And there were so many young people getting ministered to. And he said to me, put the oil down. I want you to pray for people. And I thought to myself, I don't know how to pray for people. But I watched them. So I thought I'll just monkey see, monkey do. You know, I'll just do what they did. So I started praying and God began to move. I couldn't believe it, guys. Fast forward a few years later, not many years later, God was using me so much and I began to think a little bit too highly of myself. And it got me into trouble. But God was gracious enough with me that he allowed me to go through everything I went through. And when I came back into the ministry, the whole thing happened by mistake. It was not by mistake for God, it was by mistake for me. I had absolutely no intentions of planning the church. I did not want to be a pastor, now I love being a pastor. I didn't want to, be, I didn't want to do it. I knew pastors have way too much of a hard time, I didn't want that. Rather just be an evangelist, blow in, blow out, boom, it's done, you know. Go home. It's wonderful. Pastors, doesn't work that way. <laughs> if you want to be a pastor, pray about it, brother. Let me tell you. But now I love it more than anything. But I'm at that point in my life where I've begun to realize that every, every situation is an opportunity for me to examine my heart. Where am I with you, God. Someone will say something that's offensive to me. Now I have a choice to get really upset about it or to stop for a moment and say, well, maybe I am a little bit like that. Maybe I need to change. Maybe there's something in my heart that's not right. Maybe I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, saying something I shouldn't be saying. Are you with me? He goes as far in Corinthians to even say 
basically tested you off saved. One John one verse six says this. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Everything you do in your walk with God must be judged by the word. Everything we do must be judged by his word. We can't live a lifestyle or do things or, or, or act certain ways and think that we're living the, according to his will if we're not acting and, and living according to his word. I was at the tire store the other day and I arrived there and I organized for a trailer tire to get fixed. I arrived at the tire place and I mean, I spoke to the manager. I arrive at the tire place and some employee comes out and he says to me, oh, no, no, this trailer, we can't fix this trailer. You need to go somewhere else. Now, and you must know, I'm like, I know the manager said so, brother. So you just, you know, you just, who are you? You know what I mean? I got out the car and I just was about to just, you know, manifest a little bit there. And I said to him, hey, you know, you know, the manager said, and then I walked away and I thought to myself, look at how you responded. Are you with me? Look at how you responded. How much more in the world, how much more even in the church as believers, how do we treat one another? The Bible has a lot to say about that. How we love our brothers and sisters, how we treat our brothers and sisters, pastors, make sure you treat people properly. That we love one another, that we fellowship with one another in love. Are you with me? Check your heart, check your motives. Check what you're doing. Check how you treat people. Examine yourself in every area of your life. Have you allowed certain things to creep into your life that God is, that is an offense to God? Oh, and I can assure you, the Holy Spirit will tell you. You will know. But you have to choose whether you're going to accept something that isn't right or not. Examine yourself. Examine yourself all the time. Amen. Job 13, 23 says this, how many are my iniquities and sin? Watch this. Make me know my transgressions and my sins. He actually says, Lord, I want to know what I'm doing that isn't right before you. Make me know my transgressions and my sins. Psalm 119, verse 59, I thought about my ways. What's he doing? He's examining himself. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I thought about my ways and I chose to rather seek after your ways, your testimonies, God. In everything that I do, in every decision that I make, I choose to examine it, Lord. Am I doing this according to your will? Am I doing this according to your word? Or have, have I allowed the ways of the world or my own selfish ambition and my own selfish ways to creep in? Are you with me? Lamentations 3 verse 40, let us search and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Examine your ways. Have you allowed something to creep into your life that isn't from the Lord? And if you have, examine yourself and then turn back. Go back towards him. Go back in the right way. Are you with me? Haggai 1 verse number 5 says, Now therefore thus says the Lord of hosts, watch here, consider your ways. What does that mean? Examine yourself. Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earn wages and put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Examine yourself. Check yourself, guys. Check how you are with your children. Check how you are with your wife. If all of a sudden you begin to get a little bit more snappy, if something's going on, there's a reason for it. Find out what it is that's caused you to begin to act that way, that's caused you to begin to react that way. See what's going on in your heart. Examine yourself so that you can get back to God, so that you can get things back in order. 
This is something that each and every one of us must do on a regular basis. And this will generally lead to something which we'll get to in a moment. But I really want to encourage each and every one of you. Don't always look to see the speck in your brother's eye. When most of us have a plank in our own. The Bible has a lot to say about judging. We cannot judge the world. They're already bad. So why judge them? In the church, it's different though. But with the same measure that you judge, you will be judged. So rather, examine yourself and judge yourself. Not condemn yourself. Judge yourself. What does that mean? That means look at what you're doing, how you're living, what you're saying, how you're acting, what's going on, how you're treating people, how you're doing things, how your decision-making is, how you run your business, how you run your home, how you run your family. Look at all of that. Examine it. Judge it. Is it right? Is it according to the Word of God? And if you can check the boxes, then you're in the right place. As a pastor, how do I treat my staff? How do I treat the church? Am I spending enough time with God? Am I handling things correctly? Am I walking in integrity? Am I walking in the light? All the different checks, the boxes, I have to check them all the time. And then when the, the greatest opportunity to check myself really is when something goes wrong. Every trial, every challenge, every situation, right or wrong, is an opportunity for you to check what's going on inside you. And I think far too often, we want all the other stuff. This is not a subject everybody likes because there's not a whole lot of clapping going on tonight. <laughs> but the truth is, how often do we, start, do we stand there and go, well, you know, if my wife would just, you know, if she would just change a little bit. You know what's about to come out of my mouth, don't you? <laughs> well, maybe the changing needs to be with you first. I remember being at times thinking to myself, man, I'm such a good husband. I tell you, you know, my wife needs to just do a little bit of a better job, you know. But she is unbelievable. And she has served me as her husband over the years. And so when she's having a bad day, I don't, sometimes you don't realize when your, your spouse is having a bad day because you're so consumed with yourself and then you think because they didn't help you that day that now they don't appreciate you. What's the problem? It's all about me in the wrong way. Instead, stop for a moment. Ask yourself the right questions. Examine yourself. Look at the circumstances. Look at the situation. Don't think of yourself too highly. I think I'm this great husband. Maybe there's a bit of work that needs to be done. Are you with me, guys? This is something that we should live by as believers. It's not an easy thing, but we should do it. Now, what happens when we begin to examine ourselves and it doesn't look so good? I'm glad you're asking. <laughs> because the truth is, is that at some point in your walk with God, you will probably find yourself discovering things that are not so good. Ezekiel 18 verse 28 says this. Again, when a wicked man turns away from the wickedness which he committed and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself alive because he considers, everybody say considers, and turns away from all the transgressions which he committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. See, that's the thing, that's the key, is consider what's happened. Examine yourself. Where are you? What has happened? Maybe you went through a situation that was so bad and you ended up, you're a Christian, you've been serving God a long time, but all of a sudden something went wrong and you did something really, really bad. Instead of continuing on in that thing, stop. Consider what's taken place. Examine yourself and then turn away from it. Because the Bible teaches us that if we do that, we will live. We'll go forward. 
I remember as a young Christian thinking, if I make one mistake, I'm done. You can imagine how hard it was because I made so many. And I thought God was finished. I was finished with God so many times as a young, young Christian. But there was always this grace that was sufficient for me. There was always this love, this mercy that God showed, to, showed me over and over and over. But I always had a desire to want to do what was right before the Lord. So when you find yourself, when you take a moment to examine your situation and, and make a decision to consider it, turn away from it, God will save you out of that situation. Psalm 32, verse number five says this, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquities I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. The key is once you discover a situation in your life, you must repent. You see, the thing about repentance that we don't understand is it's far more than saying sorry. Repentance really means I'm gonna change my mind. That's what it means. I'm changing my mind. I'm going the other way. So if I'm heading in this direction, repentance means I'm going the other way. That's what it means. That's why we examine ourselves. Because if we find a situation or something that's happening in our lives that shouldn't be there, we make that decision to turn from it. The good news is that God, when you truly do that, will not leave you in that place. He will give you the strength. He will forgive you. He will take you out of that situation. Come on, people. That's great news. I didn't come here tonight to tell you to try and find all your faults to try and see how bad you are. What I told you is that what I'm here to tell you tonight is that the enemy will work subtly. He will bring things in to try and cause a trap to be set for you. And the biggest danger is when we don't recognize that trap. That's why we have to constantly examine ourselves where we're at. Never think of yourself more highly than you ought to. It's such a trap from the enemy. And the biggest danger for charismatic Pentecostals is that when God begins to use you and you get away with something, you think you can continue to do that. And that's so dangerous. So examine yourself, guys. Take a moment to stop and see where you're at with the Lord. Are you moving forward or are you moving backwards? What's so amazing, I see people get bent out of shape in the church all the time, and I have nothing to do with it, but then all of a sudden, I'm their enemy. It's like I did whatever they did to themselves, it was me. No, don't do that. It's time for you to stop and to examine your own self. Where are you at with God? Where am I at with God? How is my walk with Him? How is my relationship with Him? I want to grow. I want to progress. I want to go further. I want to go higher. But am I spending time? Is my, is my consecration, does it match my desire to fly? Is my passion and zeal still there for God, not for promotion? Not so that I can be a hotshot. Are you with me? Most important thing is where am I with God? Have I lost my fervency? Have I lost my hunger? Examine yourself. Examine where you are with God. Get back to the things that are most important. Get back to, to why you began this journey in the first place. If you are someone that's pursuing ministry, what made you begin to do it? Let me tell you, if it was fame and wealth, brother, go to the world. It's so much easier. It's the wrong business for you, wrong thing to do. The ministry's for God, your whole heart, and you take what comes, good, bad, and ugly, you take it all. Are you with me? Check yourself. Examine yourself. I know this word is from the Lord. I know this word is for each and every one of us, and I include myself in the group, because I know that God is constantly telling me, constantly telling me, check yourself. Check where you're at. Check what's going on. Check your motive. Is it the same way that it was when you started? That hunger, that thirst, 
that desire. If you've ever had a desire to be used by the Lord, it's the most wonderful thing when God uses you the first time. It's like, it's like, it's like a little boy getting ice cream for the first time. It's the greatest thing ever. In fact, it's 10 times better than that bad example. Okay? But generally, it's like, man, I just want more of that because it was so wonderful. Tonight in this place, I want each and every one of us to take a moment and to examine ourselves. I'm going to ask the band, I'm going to ask Ashley to just just play something. I'm going to pray and then I want us to just take a moment. This is not for you to try and figure out how bad you are. That's not what this is. I want you to stop and look at your motives and where you're at with God. Have you allowed something to creep in? Examine your heart. Examine yourself. Where are you with God? And then let's do tonight what the Word says. Make a decision to turn away from that. Because I believe God is wanting to restore some people this evening. He's want to get you right back on track. That's the good thing about God. He doesn't take you backwards. He keeps taking you forwards if you choose Him. So let's bow our heads this evening. Father, we love you. Father, we love you so much. And your word is so powerful, God. It is true. Every bit of it, every word of it is true, God. And it truly is like a fire, God, that is shut up in our bones, Lord. It's like a hammer that really changes us forever, God. I pray tonight in this place, Father, every one of us comes from different places with different situations. And every one of us, Lord, every one of us cannot stand like Jesus stood with the Pharisees, with with the woman that was caught in adultery. And he said to them, if you're without sin, you can cast the first stone. And every one of them dropped their stones. Because we truly don't have the right to cast a stone at anyone. But rather tonight, God, our desire is more of you is to get back to what's most important, Lord. I serve you because I love you and desire to follow you with all of my heart. This is our desire this evening, Lord. So we stop for a moment and examine our own hearts this evening, Lord. Like at communion, so many times we stop, examine our hearts. Are we holding something against someone? Has something crept in that's strayed us away from you? Have we begun to, to, to go into an area of sin in our lives, Lord? Have we begun to esteem ourselves too highly? Where are we in our walk with you, God? You tell us in Scripture over and over to humble ourselves. Not that you will humble us, but you tell us to humble ourselves. So I want to take tonight, Lord, an opportunity in this place to say to you, God, I know that I can do nothing without you. That you are our strength. That every good gift comes from above. You, the Father of lights, the giver of life. Holy Spirit, just flood the room right now with your presence. I ask, Lord, that you would come. And manifest yourself in this place. I pray that tonight, Lord, not one foul spirit would have its way in this place. But rather, God, that you would would remove any fear. That you would remove all depression. That you would remove all addiction. In the mighty name of Jesus, right now, Father, let our hearts and minds be set on you. As we stop for a moment. And examine our own hearts. Let's do that right now in Jesus' name.
Father, right now, in this room, you have heard the prayers and petitions and, 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 and Father, the, the cry towards heaven from each and every person in this room and maybe even those watching online this evening. Father, we, we humble ourselves in your sight. We examine our own hearts, God. Lord, take what, what is not right and remove it from us in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for healing right now. I pray for restoration right now. That not only will they be restored to you, but go further than they ever imagined. Because tonight we have chosen to come before you and choose your ways over our own. We've examined our own hearts, God. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will reveal to each and every one of us constantly, because it's an everyday thing. Every day, Lord, we were at with you. It's our desire to walk closely with you, hand in hand, Father, right by your side. Your children, we love you so much. We're so grateful for life and life more abundant. In the mighty name of Jesus, I give you thanks right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Are you guys all okay? Amen. Amen. Sir, sir, you with the blue shirt putting your glasses on, yes. The lady next to you, who is she? Is that your wife? The two of you, God has touched you so powerfully this weekend. The Lord has begun such a mighty work in you. It's like everything that you've heard has been exactly what you needed. And God is ministering to you because it's like, it's almost like I see like a, like a, like a, like a, like a hardness that tried to creep in but that's breaking, all breaking off. And God's about to restore so many things. And I hear this, that the joy of the Lord will once again be your strength. The two of you will walk hand in hand like never before. And I can see the hand of the Lord will be mighty upon you. And I hear, how many children do you have? Do you have children? Two children. I see how God is going to begin to move powerfully in the lives of your two children. That there are prayers and petitions that you've brought before the Lord, and I hear how He's going to answer. This is what I saw. It was like light around your children. It's like I see like a light around your children, and that light is not some new age light, but that light is the light of God, His light, and He's going to step in in a powerful and mighty way. This is a new beginning and a new season for the two of you. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Be made whole and restored tonight in this place, and know this, that what you said to God, even tonight in this place, He will answer. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy that over you and declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is so good, guys. See, I'm looking for the people that really mean business with the Lord. Not monkey business. Amen. If you came here tonight and the message really spoke to your heart, but you just feel like, you just feel like you just need total restoration because you've realized that the things just kind of went the wrong way. Quickly slip your hand up so I can see where you are. 
Amen. Can I ask you to come quickly to the front? Don't be afraid. Come quickly. Come quickly. Amen. Amen, brother. My God. You're so good, Lord. today that's not good <laughs> how long how long have you been together <clears throat> This word tonight was for you, for all of you, but I want you to really take it, okay? Because God has begun such a powerful work in your lives. And that same miracle that you experienced already in your body was only the beginning of miracles for the two of you. For you will see miracle after miracle after miracle. You will see miracles in your family. Hard hearts will be broke. Hard hearts, the hard hearts will break. And you'll see the Lord begin to move powerfully. It's like you can't even explain the things that God has done right? You can't even explain it, and like people don't understand it. But you see, you will become a living testimony of the power and the goodness and the mercy of God. The two of you will walk together like never before. The enemy came in and tried to bring some, 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 some destruction. He tried to bring some, some stuff to almost like cause a little bit of trouble in the marriage, but God is going to restore you guys, and you're going to be stronger and better than ever before. And the two of you, the hand of the Lord is upon you. What does that mean? Well, people often wonder, what does the hand of the Lord mean? That means His favor is on your life. That means His mercy is on your life. Lord, I pray for, a, for just an increase, an increase, Lord, in their hunger for You. For You've begun a mighty work in their lives. And I just pray tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, give them increase. Yes, increase. For there will be increase even in your job. There will be increase for God is going to use you mightily. And even as the t-shirt that you're wearing tonight says deliverance, know this, that you too will bring deliverance to many, many broken families, many broken homes. They will come to you and they will find restoration and they will find healing because the two of you will speak words of life. You will speak words of healing and deliverance to many. Father, I thank you. Hear me now for the call of God, for there is a call of God on your lives. And the two of you will take this call up and the two of you will run together in the days that lie ahead. And I, and I, and I can see how the hand of the Lord, the favor of God will begin to manifest in so many places in your life. For there are things that you've asked the Lord for. There are breakthroughs that you've desired. I, 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 Father, I pray that, that, that Lord, you will give them breakthrough. Give them breakthrough in that area, God. In that area of children, Lord, that you will give them breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. For know this, know this, that miracles have begun, but they will increase. I say this again, says the Lord to you tonight. You will see my hand mighty upon you. Tonight, the yoke is broken and lifted. You will never look back again. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch her now, Lord. Touch him now, God. And I pray, Lord, that this foot be healed. In the name of Jesus, speedily, and I give you thanks for it. Come on, give the Lord a clap, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in their lives. Have your way in their lives. Thank you, Father. I'm just going to pray for them. Lord, just touch her now. In the name of Jesus, right now, just fill her up, God. Total restoration. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. New beginning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The darkness 
the darkness, the loneliness lifts now off you. Now, 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 in Jesus' name. There's the power of God now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the enemy now that has tried to bring death. I rebuke it now in Jesus' name. For you will live. You will live. You will live. You will live. I say it again. You will live. And depression and darkness is broken and lifted. Be made whole right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, things will become clear now. Healing will be your portion as well in the mighty name of Jesus. And I give thanks to you, Lord. Touch her now, Lord. Fill her now, Father. In the name of Jesus, right now, fill her, Lord. More God.
Amen. 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 All right. Hallelujah. So we will continue as we walk with God to stop every now and then and just take a look at where we're at. Examine ourselves, motives, the way we've allowed things to creep into our lives, the way we treat the people we love the way we operate in our business, the way we do things, everything, examine ourselves. Amen? Amen? And so I pray tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, and I give thanks to you, Holy Spirit, for your presence tonight, for touching so many precious people, Lord. Thank you for your grace and for your love. I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Spirit be your portion tonight. His presence is so sweet right now. I'm so thankful to you, Lord, that you are here. And we love you so much, God. Don't let us be the same. Let us pursue you with our whole hearts all the days of our lives. For surely, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so it shall be for everyone in this place, 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Go in the peace of God and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.